away. Better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, it's Thursday, only a week or two out from the semi-finals, Jared. We are back for... The captain's run. Welcome. Morning, Stephen. Yes. Not much happening in rugby league. Just another week. Looks a bit quiet. Well, uh, I think... For those listening in, we'll get to it in a moment, Stephen, but I have another BBDO bet for Woody for a Chinese dinner this weekend. So oh, we'll, we'll save, save that up. The only thing you need to do is make sure that he gets the bet on the right way. He will get the bet on because I will put it on. So um, the... Uh, the app naming for this uh, week podcast, weekly podcast that we put out on the uh, the Thursday afternoon before the Thursday night um, first first game of um, of the weekend is the captain's run. Who is the captain at Souths? Who's running the show? Ah, uh, yes, million dollar question. It seems to be a last man standing there at the moment, doesn't it? Who's left? Well, you sort of flagged. I think uh, quietly, you couldn't say too much from what you were hearing from your sources, but three or four weeks ago, that there were definitely issues in the camp. Um, obviously, the issue has blown up, which is, um, I suppose, a power play between Sam Burgess and Demetrio and resulting in one of the greats, South greats, uh, the second one since that 14 grand final side. Uh, Adam Adam Reynolds was the first that, that moved north and Sam was showing the door yesterday. Yeah, it's such a pity that it's imploded as it has and uh, ended up uh, with Sam leaving. I have to say I respect the fact that Sam stood his ground. Um, he was adamant that he wasn't of the opinion that there were people with the right attitude and the right approach uh, at, a, at a, a team level. Uh, he was disappointed in how some of that was being handled from a coaching perspective from the coaching team and clearly from Demetrio and he stood his ground on his opinion. And, uh, rightly or wrongly, who knows all the facts, but uh, he was happy to say, okay, I'll, uh, I'll move on. Um, and certainly, you know, it brings back into perspective uh, in today's game, trying to manage, um, you know, marquee players um, and, you know, big egos and, you um, um, attitude and all those sorts of things. And when you're losing, as the Rabbits have been, that brings all of that far more into perspective. Gee, it's a line in the sand for um, for a young coach that's yet to coach sort of 50, 75 first-grade games in uh, Jason Demetrio. I mean, after the master of handling, the master of man management, Wayne Bennett, moved up to the Dolphins. Demetrio, uh, his long-time assistant, slots into the role. Uh, good first up year last year, um, and then this year leading the comp, probably the side that we all earmarked that could, um, you know, that could knock the, the Panthers off the uh, off the top of the podium. And now they, you know, they're going to get a week off. They really need to play this weekend, which you know would probably dampen some of the noise, but that's not going to happen. And they'll probably be playing for a final spot um, Friday week against the Roosters. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, what a massive game that becomes against their arch rivals. 
both of them vying for uh, shoring up a, a spot in the finals. The Roosters should be going into that game having won four in a row. Um, the Rabbits have been lucky to actually win four of their last 12. Um, yeah, I mean, just amazing, all, all the different ins and outs of all of this. And it's not just one thing. Uh, I think this has been bubbling along and building and building and building for 10 to 12 weeks. And there's been a whole range of different issues that um, uh, individual players, individual uh, coaching staff, um, the whole approach, you know, some different divisions in the player squad. There's not just one thing. Um, hopefully, they might be able to resolve it. I don't certainly don't expect that that's going to be resolved over the coming weeks. Uh, and, and you're right, puts a lot of pressure back on the coach. Um, I would suggest that management have decided in the last four or five days that given they had offered him a new deal, which has been agreed to, uh, they're going to back him in for next season. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure and focus going to be on them and those key players and how they perform next year. And I suggest that if they're not in the top six and performing well, unless there was a massive injury excuse, that uh, he may well be under the pump. Yeah, I think uh, they, they reported on NRL 360 um, last night. This, this angle um, sort of surprised me a little bit. Um, that uh, in all the back and forth sort of, uh, I, I suppose, negotiations, trying to work things out yesterday morning, Sam Burgess got up and left the room with one of the board members, went into a separate room and was on the phone to Russell Crowe, obviously the owner. Uh, and that ended, uh, apparently, well, they were reporting that it was quite a uh, robust, uh, intense conversation and it ended with uh, Russell hanging up on him. Um you know, summing along the lines of, you know, the, the club's bigger than Sam Burgess sort of attitude, I suppose. I find that a bit bizarre. I, I would have thought that, I don't know, as an owner, I I don't know where Russell is. I don't know if he's in Sydney or filming somewhere else or whatever, but I think when you got a great like that who probably at some stage, regardless of how this is rolled out, he'll probably end up being the first grade coach at Souths at some stage, I would think, in the next decade. Um, I'm not sure you'd want it to end like that, would you? No, I agree. And I think it also highlights stood his ground. I, I think, you know, reading between the lines, and I don't know, but reading between the lines, I'd suggest that what Russell was trying to ask is that uh, Sam back down mm. and, and, and just move forward. And Sam was in the opinion that, uh, he wasn't prepared to do so. He didn't agree with a number of things. It wasn't just one thing. I think the further background in a media report this morning is that Sam actually approached management, so let's suggest that that's the CEO and the chairman, um, over a couple of weeks ago um, to suggest that he was he had concerns about how the coach was approaching coaching the current group. So, do you, do you think that would be after he's he's after after he's had a you know a, a conversation of airing all this with Demetrio? Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, right. my, my my understanding it is, uh, and he'd also uh, had a similar conversation with with um, uh, at least three of the senior players on a couple of those occasions about their attitude to training and and uh, putting in an effort um, and being part of the team and being all in and those sorts of things, which he'd also had with Demetrio. Um, I think it was very telling, and I uh, I think I mentioned it to you a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, it may have been uh, the Sharks game. It may have been the, uh, the game after. But uh, if you watch the footage that we saw at halftime when the two teams entered the dressing room, um, Sam Burgess and Demetrio walked past each other and there was not a word said. And during the course of the vision over the next probably 60 to 90 seconds of them in the dressing room, they did not go near each other. I mean, it's very clear that there's been oh, a massive breakdown there for many weeks. Gee, I tell you what it does, Jared, is it highlights the fact that you can, an NRL club in this day and age where you've got 24-7 media focus, uh, it just highlights the fact that you cannot pay enough for the experience of a Trent Robinson, a Craig Bellamy, a Wayne Bennett type of coach. 100%. And the other key issue is that experience also brings with it, excuse me, their ability to manage the ego in these marquee players. Yeah, that's my exact point. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same squad that, that uh, bar one or two that Wayne had at, at the Rabbits and you never heard any of this sort of carry-on. You know, you always heard... Uh, you know, and, and saw a vision of, of how Wayne handled and got on with Latrell and Cody and these big personalities at, at the Rabbits, you know, Adam Reynolds before he left. and um, Well, I, I also think what Sam is suggesting over recent weeks is that having played under Wayne Bennett and been associated with Wayne coaching, that it's his view that Wayne would not have allowed what's unfolded over the last 10 weeks or longer even if he was working with and massaging a few of those egos and those marquee players. Um, I think it also highlights another point that um, Luttrell clearly a bit of a fallout when he left the Roosters uh, and there was some difficulty in Robinson, even as an experienced coach, trying to manage that personality and uh, and his approach as a, as a marquee player. I think the other thing that it brings into perspective is what does Latrell want to get out of the game now other than um, how it sets himself up for life? Because he's already won two premierships. Mm. You know, does he want to be remembered as one of the immortals uh, at his very best, uh, at the peak of his game for many years and dominate and potentially go on and win up more premierships? And he's only 25. Yeah. Or is he happy that he's done what he's done? Uh, get the best earnings out of the game as he can, cruise along. And I think that's where some of Sam's criticism has come. Mm. Okay, well, uh, let's see how it folds out. I think regardless of uh, whether they, whether or not they beat the Roosters uh, Friday week, I would think with all this divisive sort of uh, nature within the club, playing group, coaching staff, all the rest of it, that doesn't... <clears throat> That does, doesn't uh, get solved uh, by just turning up and having a coffee tomorrow. It will take some time, um, especially with the bloodletting that we saw yesterday. So I think I'm prepared to put a, uh, a line through them, Jared. I don't think they can go deep into the semis, even if they make the bottom of the top eight. I couldn't agree more. Yep. I, uh, it would take a massive turnaround. They may well be able to get themselves up with a point to prove next week against the Roosters. I mean, that would be a cracking game. Um, but I don't know that they've got many bullets left to fire thereafter. And certainly, you know, they'll be doing it from the bottom of the eight, which we know is near impossible. Right. Oh, well, let's move on to the weekend. So Thursday, which is today, 7.50 tonight, 
We've got the Panthers up against the Eels. The Eels have got nothing to play for except for um, getting ready for Mad Monday and probably a holiday in Fiji or Bali. Um, the Panthers have got plenty to play for. Uh, they, you, you touched on last week, they had a, uh, a seven-day camp to sort of reassess their goals up on the Gold Coast. Um, quite obviously, uh, Mr Cleary is looking to rest uh, key players that have had um, high workloads over the next couple of weeks. We see Dylan Edwards out. Um, I don't know if you've seen this Jesse McLean play, Jared. He's been picked at fullback. My understanding is he'll probably play in the centres and Crichton will probably be at fullback. This kid is, uh, I don't know, I don't want to go too hard, but I think he's one. A talent? Oh, yeah, I think he's one that's going to be, we're going to be talking about for a lot of years. 18. Um, coming out of this uh, this nursery out, out west, uh, watch him carefully on the weekend. Or oh, sorry, tonight. He can really play. Well, they're so good at just bringing this next generation through over the last four or five years. And clearly, he's one of them. Clearly, with Crichton moving on next year to the Bulldogs, um, that opens up another opportunity for he and he's been earmarked. Uh, I think that Ivan Cleary's probably shown his hand a little here this week in that last season and the season prior, he rested so many of his players in the final week on both occasions against the Cowboys. This year, again, they play the Cowboys in the last round and um, he's now actually resting a couple of players this week. He's also been doing that for a number of weeks on rotation. Um, so I don't know that he's going to wholesale rest players next week. I certainly think that they're keen to win here. Talking about the Eels, um, not only will it be Mad Monday, it'll actually be Mad Friday, Stephen, because this is their last game of the season. Oh, I got the so, bye next week. They've got the bye next oh, week. Mad so Friday. Mad Friday. It will, it will be on for young and old before their end of season get together. I would suggest starting tomorrow. I don't know that that then leads them into having the right attitude around this game tonight. They've lost five of the last seven. The two wins of those seven games have both been against teams at the bottom of the table. In their last seven games, they're conceding 36 a week. I expected much more back at home against the Roosters last week, and yet after about 15 minutes, that game just crumbled away. They had 34 put through them. Uh, lucky it probably wasn't more. Panthers have won five of their last eight against the Eels. We know their record at home is outstanding. I think the Panthers win. The Lions 20 I think they cover 20. I think they go on with a very decisive win here and set themselves up to keep rolling into September. Yeah, and uh, watch out tomorrow. Uh, the 5-8, Dylan Brown, he better behave. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's cost him dearly this year. Uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, the Warriors, who are going to finish top four, it, w- it would appear. The Dragons, uh, I must say, Jared. Uh, Big rap on what Ryan Carr's done there. They've had one performance since Griffin got marched where they haven't been competitive um, for, you know, a large portion of games. They were competitive again last weekend Last weekend against the Storm, leading 18-4 and got run over. Uh, they're up against the Warriors at home. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think um, since he's taken over, Ryan Carr has clearly done an excellent job. I mean, they haven't really moved off second spot at the base of the table but what they have done has been very competitive and that's also been on the back of having quite an injury list and again this week, no DeBellin, no Sewer, no Sullivan, no Bird 
Um, and even with all of those outs, they continue to be overachieving, in my opinion, in games. And you know, one stage last week, as you suggested on Monday, they led 18-6 against the Storm at home. Yeah. Worry here is that they're on the road. Their away record is terrible. They've lost their last 12 when they've had distant travel. Their record at the line when they're away on distant travel is very poor. Um, my worry about the Warriors, I just don't know that they're going for the juggler and really putting their foot down with an attitude around defence as I think they should be over the last couple of weeks. And twice, uh, well, their last four games, they have not covered the line. But in their last two, in New Zealand, against Manly and against the Tigers, I thought they were in positions where they certainly should have been uh, far more decisive. And I'm worried about some of that defence down there outside edges. I think they win at Auckland, one six of their last eight. That's where they play very well. But I'm I'm not touching that bigger line, 16 and a half. I think they probably should win and cover that. But for me, no interest in wanting to have a play. Yeah, it's a long season and I don't know. I sense the Warriors are probably getting, you know, they're just going through a little bit of that uh, fatigue maybe at the wrong time of the year. I hope I'm wrong. I really want to see them competitive in the semis, um, especially if they get a home semi. Um, but the last couple of weeks have definitely shown signs that they're sort of limping into the semis a little bit. So I think tomorrow that, that'll be a good test, I think, the Dragons Warriors at home. And I think one of the other... Crowd again. Oh, yeah, I think it was sold out again this week, earlier in the week. I think one of the other key factors um, that's hurting the Warriors a little bit at the moment is that in missing Barnett and uh, Tavega, uh, that's two big bodies in the middle, and it's put a lot more pressure on what their middles are being asked to do. And uh, I'm not sure that you know, Bunny Afoa is actually you know coming up with the goods. Uh, it means that there's a lot more on uh, uh, Big Fanua Blake and Tofu Harris, and I think that that wear and tear is also wearing them down a little bit. Okay, so we move on to the next game, which is the Dolphins, who are definitely limping into the, the back end of the year. Uh, they've lost their last four or five up against the Cowboys. I would say the, this one, Jared, this, the Cowboys not making, if they don't make the eight, would be a fail for them. Um, started the year really, really slowly. We know the reasons why. They do have the chance to creep into the bottom, of the top eight. It was only a couple of weeks ago that we were sort of singing from the rafters that maybe they were going to finish maybe as high as top four and they could challenge some of these sides, uh, you know, at the top of the table, the way they were playing. Um, struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, towed up by the Sharks. I would think that they're, they're going to get the points here. Are they, go- are they going to make the eight, Jared? Uh, touch and go. Steve, touch and go. I mean, certainly they need to win this and then they need to win their last round and they need a few results to go their way. I think right now uh, I would suggest not that they probably miss. Uh, Lost their last three and really just fallen off the rails and uh, it's only guesswork from my angle. They got the Panthers in Penrith Saturday week, last game. Oh, do you? Okay. And and I don't think the Panthers are going to be resting as we just touched on, so... That is no walk in the park. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm only speculating why, but I don't know whether, you know, winning those five or six weeks in a row where they really lifted, and some of it was quality form, in my oh, opinion. Oh, really good form, yeah. But mentally, whether that took a toll, um, you know, they've only had one or two key outs in the last couple of weeks, yet just really failed to aim up. 
very surprising loss against the Titans. Um, then certainly tailed up by the Broncos at home. Then off a bye, very poor last week when I expected much more against the Sharks, and yet the Sharks are very good. Uh, and their away record is really poor this season. You know, 12, their last 12 games away, they've only won two. So they come down to Brisbane, they play at Suncorp. Their record longer term at Suncorp is clearly very good. Dolphins have been good at Suncorp as well. Dolphins have only won one of their last 10 games, but at the line have been competitive. And, you know, Bennett continues to just squeeze out of them uh, an attitude and a result and an effort. You know, I only went down in the last minute to a goal kick to lose by a point to the Tigers on the road. They do get uh, a couple of key ins. Um, I think the Cowboys win. I think they win by probably eight. I just didn't want to touch the game. I have no confidence about what they're doing at the present moment. I'm excited for Saturday, Storm versus the Titans and the return of Ryan Pappenhaus um, in some form. He's named at number 19. Um, I would think that that will change before the start. Uh, where he plays, I would imagine he comes off the bench, but I want to watch this this fella play in his comeback. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Jim Lanahan, the Titans coach, has made it very clear this week that they've got nothing to play for now. They are definitely going to move the ball. So I think we're going to see plenty of points in this one, Jared. Storm versus the Titans. Yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, but move the ball with who? I mean, Jaden Campbell's not there. i got a question mark about whether Foran actually plays and whether he lasts because I think he's, his body's busted at the present moment. They've got a rookie at seven. Did well last weekend, but he's still uh, inexperienced. I think they've got holes in some of their edges um, and you know, lacking some depth now off the bench because of all of those injury outs. So, you know, all of that intention's great, but the Storm in Melbourne are just a different cup of tea. Uh, you know, they've won their last seven at home. They're playing for a top four spot. Their last two games at home absolutely thumped the Raiders 48-2 to and the one prior thumped the Eels 46-16. to On both occasions, their defence really aimed up. I expect the same here. They've got a really strong long-term record over the Titans. You know, they've won seven of the last eight when they played in Melbourne. The Titans also got a poor record when they're a distant away. I thought the Storm were the best bet of the weekend to cover the 20 points here. I agree with you. Oh. After about the 20 or so minute mark, I think that we'll start to see Pappenhausen come in. Um, Meany might adjust to another role uh, or go back and play off the bench. We'll see Pappenhausen at fullback. That'll light the game up. I think the Storm rattle up a big score. Okay, so you think they'll uh, they'll cover the twenty? I do. Okay, right on. And some. Right on. Right on. I'll go with you. Uh, Roosters need to get a win, and well, they need to get two wins in the next two weeks. They've got the Tigers. Benji's one from one since he's been appointed head coach, and he's got about I don't know what's he got a twenty year twenty year bloody contract or something ridiculous. Uh, I can't see the Tigers winning this. Does Benji get a barbecue one from one? Is that the the, the reward? Um, I think if it's two from two, he gets he gets a barbecue and a set of golf clubs. <laughs> Fucking bunch of yeah, idiots he, out there. He probably needs that. Listen, I, I you know, there's not a lot to like about uh, about the Tigers for mine. Um, they won one game in their last eleven. That was last week when they squeaked home late against the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins had five, six, seven players out yet took them to the last minute and nearly won the game in an upset. 
Um, you know, if Alfie Coruscant wasn't there, my God, over the last yeah. couple of weeks, a poor bloke's going to need shoulder surgery in the off season. He has absolutely been carrying four or five of these blokes every week and just absolutely given them an opportunity in games. Uh, Will Smith at number seven this week because Brooks is still out. We can leave me out of that. I don't know whether Appy ends up playing. Is he the at actor? Seven. <laughs> well, he's probably nearly as old as him. Uh, all been around as long as him. You know, last time these two met, the Roosters actually have a really dominant record over the Tigers. They've won 20 of the last 22 times. Ooh. So 20 of the last 22. You know what the score was last time, round 23 last year? No, I don't. 72-6. Oh, dear. What's the form guide yeah. on Sam Walker, Jared? Uh, really interesting, Steve. Uh, when does he start, or does he bring him off the bench and start with Sandon Smith, or does he start with um, Drew Hutchinson. Uh, with Hutchinson, who's done a really good job? I see that he's named Corey Allen in the centres because he's moving Manu to fullback to cover for, De- for Tes- uh, Tedesco's out for a week. Um, I think we'll see some late changes. I think Walker's going to be given every chance in this game to. Um, find some form in first grade and build into the coming weeks. They've won four of their last five. I'm not sure that there's a lot of depth about that, but you're right. They're playing for a final spot. I certainly think they win. I think the line's around 16.5. I think they probably cover that, uh, and I think they kick away in the second half. I don't know that there's uh, a lot of resistance from this Tigers team, and unlike the Eels, they've got to wait another week for Mad Monday, but I think they're counting the days down. Raiders, Saturday night at home, Jason Croker, one of the great Raiders, uh, very humble individual, has been an amazing servant for the game, let alone the Raiders, one club man. Uh, we wish him all the best on Saturday night. Um, he's been he's been outstanding, Jared. Unbelievable career. Uh, lots of bad injuries. He's hung in there. He's played his 300th game. Um, they're taking on the Broncos. Oh, I, I think the Broncos could put a cricket score on here. Yeah, I, I, I think you might be right. And you're 100% right. Wonderful clubman. Wonderful clubman and a really good fella. Uh, always been incredibly approachable to anybody and everybody at every level, whether you were just a young kid, a supporter, or um, involved in the club or the district. Um, and you know, great to see him play um, his second last game at home and a bit of a send-off here. Um, they're a good record against the Broncos, winning four of their last five. But, gee, their form's really hard to, to like. They've won three of their last six. On paper, that sounds okay. Those three wins against the Bulldogs, the Tigers and the Dragons who sit at the bottom of the table. There's been a really strong move at the market for the Broncos over the last three or four days, and I'd suggest the biggest market move of the week. The original market went up 7.5 on Monday. It's now 11.5. And I would suggest reading between the lines that there's probably some doubt about some late changes for the Raiders. White was out last week. Um, he's suggesting he wants to play because he's certainly very close with Croker and he'd like to be a part of his last game at home at Canberra. But some question marks there. They're also missing Horsburgh. Uh, some doubt about whether Chris returns. Um, maybe there may be another one or two late changes the way that market has moved because on the back of that, we've got Reynolds missing for the Broncos, yet very dominant favourites. Um, third best record at covering the line this year, the Broncos. They've got points and strike in that back five uh, and through the middle very strong. I don't know that the Raiders defence can handle that. I certainly think the Broncos win and 
I'd certainly be, be suggesting they cover um, 12 or more. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting lineup for the Broncos two weeks from the semis. He's not resting anyone at present. Um, Adam Reynolds is obviously out with a calf, but apart from that, they are at full strength um, and a really strong bench. Um, your mate, what, what, Mr. Smoothie, um, uh, KB Heverington, Corey Jensen, it's a very strong bench. One question mark about the Storm, uh, about the Broncos is that they play the Storm in Brisbane next week, and that will be a crunch game for the Storm and potentially a crunch game for the Broncos, either finishing first or second. Um, and so, you know, whether there's a little bit of eyes on that into this weekend, but, you know, certainly the market suggests a lot of confidence around the Broncos winning and winning by two to three tries. Okay, Sunday. We're not even going to talk about this game, Jared. Bulldogs, Seagulls next. Okay, Knights versus the I'll Sharks. Just tell you one th- oh, I'll sorry. just tell you one thing about that game. It's at Homebush, and there are heavy rain and thunderstorms forecast. What a slog fest that'll end up be. I won't be watching. Okay, the game of the weekend. I cannot wait. I am going to be sitting down. I'm a Knights supporter, Jared, for the semis. I'm on the Knights. Um, Knights versus Sharks. Um, Fitzy, Adam O'Brien, they've both done extremely good job in the last five, six, seven weeks. We thought the Sharks were gone. They've bounced back in a really positive manner, playing really good footy. Um, and the Knights have been, well, the Knights are the form team really, apart from, uh, you know, the Broncos and the Panthers on their day. But huge improvement in the Knights. Uh, it's going to be a home game in Newcastle, the late game, 4 o'clock, uh, packed house up at uh, up at Newcastle again. This will be an absolute bell ringer. Oh, well, absolute cracking game. And Knights have won their last seven. Uh, the other thing about Sunday, Stephen, is this is Knights' old, old boys, boys day. day. Yeah. And they have an outstanding record traditionally over a long period of time. And old boys day, um, they it's turn it on years. usually, don't they? Twenty-one years they've now won seven in a row. Uh, it'll be a full house. I expect that Hastings plays. I think you know both teams are just about near full strength. No Kennedy for the Sharks, uh, but certainly Tracy has just done a, a great job over the last three weeks in slotting in at number one and got better by the week. I mean, there's. Just some great matchups all over this team. I mean, the back five against each other will be outstanding. Certainly through the middle. I love that big matchup between uh, the two Safidi boys and Thompson uh, with Rudolph, with Ham- Hamlin Ueli, and then coming off the bench, um, Big Hazelton and Royce Hunt. I mean, that's a, a cracking matchup. Listen, I found the game incredibly difficult to split. I couldn't get it as wide as the market. The market has uh, three and a half between them with the Knights' small favourites at minus three and a half. I actually have a slight lean to the Sharks. I just like some Do of the you? form of of beating the Cowboys in North Queensland, of beating the Rabbits in Perth. I think those two games are very reflective about having their attitude right at the present moment. But I can't knock the Knights. I love what they're doing. I think their attitude, their harmony, their spirit is fantastic. Uh, they were by far the better team last week. Absolutely came out of the blocks and should have won by another two or, two or three tries. Um, so no knock either way. A very small lean to the Sharks. I'm absolutely looking forward to this game. Righto. So let's go into uh, let's go into the best bets and uh, and your pick for uh, for James Taipan Wood. Well, the tips for the weekend, I'm going with the Panthers. 
24 tonight. I think we can get the round off to a good start there. The Warriors by 16, Cowboys by 8, the Storm by 26, Roosters by 18, Broncos by 16, Eagles by whatever, who cares? And I think the Sharks might just squeak home in Newcastle. Now, the BBDO, my best of the week, is certainly the Storm that covered the line, which is 18.5 or 9.5. I certainly think they win by something like 20-plus. I'd expect 24, 26, 28. I think they do a number on the Titans. So for Mr Woods, the BBDO, for those who are not aware, the BBDO is we're going to book. So we're going to book the Chinese for Sunday night. Then we're going to have a bet. Then we're going to dine out. So the bet is we want to take the Storm 13-plus. Okay, and so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Jared. I, my fingers are typing here because I want Woody to get on. He's he's just so bloody hopeless at this crap, and we need to. So we're taking a same game multi. Okay, so Storm thirteen, Storm thirteen, 13 plus. plus. Yep. And then we want Coates to score an anytime try. Coates anytime. Yep. And Warbrick to score an anytime try. Oh, he's been in form. I like this, Jared. I like it. So the. The two wingers to absolutely dust up the Titans, the Storm to dust them up by a decent margin. We'll take the safe angle of 13-plus, which is winning by 14. I think it'll be 24. That's somewhere around the 280 to $3 mark. 50 bucks on that. Pay for Chinese Sunday night for the family. So hang on. So that multi, Storm 13-plus, Coates anytime uh, try scorer and Warbrick anytime try scorer, that's paying what? Somewhere around the $2.80 mark. Oh, I thought it might be a bit better than that. Yeah, well, I think the, you've got uh, you've got the Storm very warm favourites and then expectation in the market that both their wingers will be scoring tries. But listen, I'm, I'm, I think $2.80, it might be a gift. You're on. Okay, righto. Well, we'll catch you on Monday. I cannot wait for the, the night's game, and hopefully this bet gets up. Enjoy. Have a great weekend. Righto. See you, mate. See you, buddy. Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. (laughs)